0: hello welcome to the will to diy this podcast is a place for me to sandbox ideas play with them tinker with them build on them or perhaps just throw them away and get back to work can't you see can't you all see you speakers that it is we who are dying and that here below the only thing that really lives is the machine we created the machine to fulfill our will but we can no longer bend it to our will This is a quote by E.M. Forster from 1909, and it was in this article that I read called Economy or Life, and we're going to talk about the article here in just a second, but first we're going to sort of lay some groundwork. I've really sort of held off on saying too much about the COVID corona stuff. Uh, The virus is what it is, but what's fascinating is, of course, how people react to it. And, of course, the problem is that we have these now divisive camps that have formed uh, naturally. Of course, I guess that's just what we do. Uh, One of them is very much for the life as usual. And it's, yes, yes, of course we will take precautions naturally. As long as the economy survives, because it's more important than anything else, uh, everything in life is a calculated risk. This one just has more death involved in it. And, of course, then there's the other camp that says, yeah, there's death involved. Stay at home. Save lives. This is science. You can't work your way around it. Control yourselves so that we can save people. I sort of want to preface this kind of commentary with something like uh, with all politics. I have friends and family on both sides, and I think they're intelligent people, but they make different decisions for different reasons. So I wanted to talk about why maybe they're making the decisions they're making. And one way to think about this is this idea of the sort of overlapping Venn diagram with three considerations. You have the economy, you have health, and you have psychology. And in psychology, I'm just going to call that anxiety as well, right? There's a guy named Daniel Kahneman who wrote a book called Thinking Fast and Slow. And he says that humans are what he would call maybe heuristic machines, right? Not intelligence machines. We actually suck in making intelligent, logical decisions. Um, and heuristics is more of this practical problem-solving approach and it's not optimal maybe or even rational it's maybe not even smart but it helps us reach a short-term goal and what this does is it takes pressure off of us having to think so we react to situations we don't necessarily have to think about them and maybe it'll just get us through the short term another way to think of this is jonathan Haidt's analogy of the elephant in the rider, where our emotional state is this massive beast this elephant And this tiny little rational writer is up on top of it. And he has very little control, but he likes to think that he's in control. So when the Beast decides that it wants Taco Tuesday, the quarantine be damned, uh, well, then our little rational writer, he has to pull this classical move of rationalizing why, you know, Taco Tuesday really is a necessity for me. So the issue is maybe given the right context, you'll react emotionally to reduce anxiety. And this might mean at different points you're going to jump into either the health camp or the economy camp. Uh, But to make it even more complicated than that, people also choose camps to reduce cognitive load. But they'll align themselves with their social circle or their peer group. And the unfortunate thing about that is sometimes the more irrational your behavior in a group, the higher you climb in the social queue. So all of a sudden, you're super economy camp or you're super health person, right? And you kind of quit moderating your behavior. This all leads back around to the actual topic of the podcast, which is the article about economy or life. I know this is kind of hyperbolic, but we're going to hack at it anyway. The crux here is either we save the economy or ourselves. We either get out of the economy completely or we let ourselves be enlisted into this army or this religion that sacrifices people for the sake of the economy. I keep referencing the economy and I link it back to this notion of capitalism. Capitalism really is a belief. Um, It's an ideology that is somehow thought to be kind of natural or a best truth or a basic truth. Uh, But I read an article that says it's much more like mysticism or religion and it sort of points out that if economists are so smart, right, and their entire job is to predict and understand the economy, then why did only a handful, maybe like five of them, actually foresee the 2008 recession? And if you ask all of them, um, I think 67% of them will say that interest rates are going up next year, and then interest rates actually go down. The article says that they're actually more akin to madams and their parlor, looking at maps of mercury and retrograde and mapping out the ether to tell your future, and they're doing prognostication through tea leaves. And somehow, because they have spreadsheets, and they use computers, and they say words like algorithm, and it all looks like science, then we tend to believe in it. We wholeheartedly believe. And you might even think of the whole economy itself as a faith-based system, and it really requires our belief for it to continue to thrive. This is something else about the economy and capitalism in general, is that uh, Mark Fisher and some other people have pointed this out. If capitalism is such a great natural truth, this sort of inevitable market evolution, then why do our politicians and governments constantly have to correct for it? They're always having to resuscitate it and put it on life support, right? So a business starts to go under it starts suffering, and the, the government is immediately at their bedside, right? They're using the central bank as a respirator to help this thing out. Yet when we're in a real-world situation, as we are today, and hospitals are packed more and more daily with dying people, well, then we just sort of get this ritual of sympathetic words. I think we've also been getting these contradictory injunctions from our leaders. Things like, confine yourself, but go back to work. We're going to close all the markets, but not the supermarkets. We're going to stop virus circulation, but not stop the circulation of goods that carry the virus. Because, really, we're saving the economy, not life here, right? And I think that's why we're getting these kind of mixed messages, And this is a contradiction of trying to do both at once, and we end up kind of getting the worst of both worlds. Now, the logic I hear on this is it's sort of a top-down idea, that if we save the economy, we save more lives long-term, and we maintain sort of national power within a global scheme and blah, 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 blah. I honestly don't know about that. It really sounds to me a lot like rich preachers telling me to tithe more into a system that has let my friends down. Capitalism and the economy has produced some of the highest levels of financial equality ever, and suicide rates are increasing. So I don't know if this is necessarily the best system and we should keep tithing into it. Here's the other thing. I'm not saying that our leaders and politicians don't have sympathy, but I think that they believe much more in the religion of the economy. What we're seeing is that the social contract of Hobbes, Locke, and Rousseau, that where citizens behave a certain way in exchange for state protection seems to be dead. Or at least it's now just a half-hearted ritual to placate the populace while its business is normal. And the issue here for me is that to serve the economy seems to involve sacrifices that I just have trouble swallowing. It smacks too much of utilitarianism and relativism where individual human rights get swept aside for this idea of the greater good or for somebody else's happiness. And then you have to wonder who's making the decisions who gets to stay happy. I think maybe we should end on some words from an apostate economist, Keynes. We will come back to estimate the ends more than the means. to prefer the good to the useful.